0: for Christ, go to agentsforchrist.org. That's agentsforchrist.org.
1: Knoxville's 24-hour wireless seminary. This is The Way, 101.1 FM
2: We're living in a world that is experiencing so many prophetic events happening at the same time. You would think the rapture was going to happen right now. Yet Jesus said, when you see these things appear, the end is not yet, for these are the beginning of sorrows. We're going to talk about a major catalyst that has touched several end times events at the same time. And that's the virus we know is COVID 19. That's just some of what we'll discuss as we look at the signs of the times, our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news for Friday, August 6th, 2021. Along with Mark Kirk, our senior pastor here at Calvary Knoxville, I'm Greg Hilt here to let you know that you can enjoy signs of the times anytime by downloading the Way Media app or visiting thewaymedia.net. And today's live broadcast will transform itself into Podcast number one seventy nine, which you can subscribe to through Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Stitcher, and you'll be happy to know we do not have a Delta or Lambda variant of our podcast. It's just our podcast. Yes, that's right. That's right. Per Pastor Mark, that's right. He said, "Do not offer any variants, Greg." That's right.
0: Yeah, we do have the Lamb. The Lamb. Oh, we have the Lamb. The Lamb. Yes, brings salvation through the blood. And so that one is very much uh, happening, but uh, the others we don't
2: have. We don't have. Anyway, well, uh, Pastor Mark, glad to have you here as always, and folks, glad that you are staying with us for the next hour, whether you're listening live online or anytime by listening to our podcast. Pastor Mark, our uh, question this week is really kind of a catalyst, so to speak, for to kind of launch us into uh, the theme for this week's show. And this question comes from Mike, who uh, listens to us in Hendersonville, North Carolina. He said, uh, during the pandemic, our church we attend closed down uh, to in-person services. Uh, They very slowly opened up from online online only to in-person, masked only, socially distanced services. When the government said so. They stayed that way until the governor said we could finally have church services. My family and I would travel to Calvary, Knoxville so we could worship publicly. It's good to hear, Mike. I truly feel that the church should have never given into this and turned people away if they wouldn't wear a mask. Uh, while the church fully preaches the gospel, I don't feel right about how they handled it, and I am struggling with wanting to go back. Pastor Mark, we love and value all that you say. Would you
0: suggest to stay? Yeah. Well, again, that's a tough one. It is. And uh, let me just encourage you, yeah. M- Mike, first of all, and just say, you know, that is a tough thing. And I certainly don't want to. Only God can answer that for you. Is kind of the quick answer. I'll give more details. But only God can lead you as to where you're supposed to be. I think that uh, every church handled it differently. Every pastor handled it differently. And uh, in all fairness to the churches and the pastors, uh, you know, especially at the beginning, I think as time went on, there was reasoning decisions that could have been made. Uh, to maybe alter some of those decisions. But early on, nobody knew what was going on. There was a little bit of, hey, are we all going to die? What's happening? So I don't fault any pastor or church initially for putting up a, a high wall of protection for their people. I think where the struggle comes in is after a little bit of time went by and you found out, okay, the house is really not on fire. Everybody's really not dying. Maybe we should kind of start getting back to normal. And I would say this. if If your church was telling you, hey, we're not going to meet at all, uh, regardless, then I would say, yes, you need to find a new fellowship. You need to find some place where uh, they're they're gathering together to seek the Lord. You know, the Bible gives a command not to forsake the assembly together as believers. But if your church is gathering together and they're still requiring masks and social distancing, you, you may not like that and it may be unnecessary. However, if they're still teaching the word, and you can go to church wearing a mask and you're hearing the word and you're worshiping, uh, you know, and you don't mind the inconvenience of that, then, then, you know, I see no reason to leave your home fellowship. You know, it's, it's, you're hearing the word, you're worshiping, and if you can tolerate what you're having to do, then fine. But, um, uh, you know, if it's something where you say, I, I can't tolerate this, then, then you have to let God lead you in that decision. So I don't think there's anything that specifically says, you know, thou shalt leave if they do us this, you know. Um, you, you've got to decide that and God will lead you in that decision. And, you know, Greg, you and I were talking before the show, you brought up a point. Sometimes there's even advantages to staying in the midst of a situation that maybe you thought should be handled differently so that you might be a positive influence. Um, but either way, I know, I know that everybody has different, uh, propensities and uh, I would say that you have to let God lead you on that one. But as long as they're allowing you to meet, um, I don't see a reason you would have to leave if they say you cannot meet. You know, at that point, you need to find a church that's gathering together because I think we're out of the uh, question as to whether or not this is um, a truly a major danger zone. Certainly there it is to be taken serious. The virus is serious. There are some people dying, but it's not worth calling life off. And it's not certainly worth sh- uh, shutting churches down.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, well, and that's exactly what's, you know, happening uh, is that, you know. We're, we're taking it way farther than it needs to go. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Mike, uh, we hope that answers your question. Probably maybe, maybe you're looking for someone to tell you to stay or to go, but really when it comes to stuff like that, only the Lord can really... Uh, direct and confirm that because he knows more than clearly what we do in that situation but right. we appreciate your question and the lesson we appreciate you visiting here at calvary knoxville and driving in from north carolina so that was uh, yeah. wonderful to hear if you've yeah. got a question like mike we invite you to visit our website at thewaymedia.net or you can download the way media app just go to the signs of the Times section look for ask a prophecy question and you can fill out the form there so uh, and that kind of leads us into the segue of uh, what you want to talk about next, Pastor Mark, and that's a a measured, reasonable, rational, statistical, informative approach uh, to what people have been very emotional about, and that is, you know, obviously the virus. Uh, the virus is real. Uh, the vaccine, um, whether to take it or not, uh, and all the things that tie into that this is uh this is like an onion it's 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 not necessarily a black or white thing there's prophecy in the midst of this there's practicality in the midst of this and then there's the wisdom of the lord in all of it right so yeah, take it away. It,
0: no and you're exactly yeah. right greg and that's my heart i want yeah. to take this time as long as it takes you yeah. know if we get to articles we do if not this is what we'll talk about today but yes uh, just a reasoned approach, uh, looking at what now we have gathered over the last year and a half of this virus, what it means with the Delta virus, the Lambda, as you said, there'll be other variants coming in. Discussing some of these from a very reasoned uh, position now, not not driven by fear, as many people had at the beginning, and and to talk about it and look at it from really a scientific basis. And I've had quite the education over the last year and a half, and even recently studying more about virology and all these things, uh, certainly i'm not a medical professional i'm not presenting myself that way and i wouldn't give uh put myself out there and say listen to my counsel based on anything medically like that this is simply uh, a layman who's done his homework and looking at the science that's available for us on the website cdc government websites and other uh, reliable sources that are out there to be able to share uh, with our listeners and you know it's interesting there's a real push you know greg people uh, saying today well follow the science follow the science i think one of the shocking things that i found in my personal journey to uncover the science is that a lot of people that are shouting follow the science they really aren't Uh, it's really quite an an enigma to me they're making a big deal about saying follow the science but when you look at what they're saying and what they're doing they're not following the science and so i don't know i'm sure it's it's it 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 would appear to be intentional uh some of it may be unintentional uh, uh, you know ignorance whatever the case might be but i think that you know Right now, the government is struggling with people trusting them on the virus or or on the vaccines and things like that. I think a lack of openness and honesty has caused this distrust that could be greatly avoided if the government would just be open and truth about the facts and let people hear what the real facts are, not be afraid of them, even to know what the risks are. Say, look, there's some side effects. There's some risks. There's things happening. That's going to make people trust you more if you do that. And so. Uh, I think to be honest about it and to be open about it and to talk about the details and the science of it very important for people in trusting uh what they 're hearing and and what they 're going to do when it comes to that. But when you have this kind of you know hidden cloak of distrust and everybody just do what i 'm saying and don 't ask any questions, well that creates more problems and more distrust so uh, if if anybody you know from the government was listening, I would encourage him just get the information out there, be open and honest about it and uh, and go from there. So I, I want to take some time to talk about. First of all, I'll say this. It is a real virus. People really have died, and some probably really are dying. Um, but what we're finding is the majority of those that are dying are those that have pre-existing conditions and something that's already wrong with them. Now, I know that's not 100% across the board, and that doesn't mean that we still shouldn't be very cautious. But the It was being presented, I think, maybe still is presented as anyone at any moment could die. When really, when you start looking at the science, you'll find that it's pretty much predominantly pre-existing conditions that are really in the danger zone of this particular virus. Now, I know that's not 100%. I recognize that. Even, Greg, we talked a while back. The CDC said they could only vouch for 6% of the deaths that were being reported that they were even caused by covid
2: well, and, and, and that were solely consoling. the, the yeah. sole factor in the death was COVID-19. There right. wasn't any underlying condition. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And now the CDC is reporting and I've got some current statistics and updates for you. The CDC is now reporting that 94% of all known COVID deaths had preexisting conditions out of what their, their that fits information. To the
2: statistics. Yeah. Yes. So
0: again, it, it's showing that, you know, if you have people that died, the majority of them have, we now they're saying even the government saying died when they had a preexisting condition. Um, and so this kind of honesty is the kind of stuff that I think we need in order to have that kind of level of trust so then we make a decision. All right, well, I don't have any pre-existing conditions. Should I do this or should I do that? And I know there's a big argument, you know, about those people that don't have the vaccine. Uh, you're putting other people in danger. That's not really a legitimate argument. Here's why all you have to do is go get the vaccine. If you don't have it, if you're worried about dying, you get the vaccine and whether or not the people around you have the vaccine or not you're safe if the vaccine is safe so it, it, the argument that by people not getting the vaccine um, is is somehow putting everyone else in danger isn't a legitimate argument and Greg even the argument now about saying well uh, it's the unvaccinated that's that's creating now a pandemic it's it's among the unvaccinated you know the government came out and said the numbers they're using for uh, the, the the vaccinated or the numbers of, of uh, uh, infections we have right now, were done at the first of the year just the first of the year where americans were getting vaccinated so you have a large part of the population that wasn't even vaccinated yet that wanted to be vaccinated but they weren't yet they're taking those numbers and saying see it's the unvaccinated causing this well the reason they were unvaccinated is because they hadn't had a shot yet not because they didn't want to be vaccinated so again i'm making the point a false picture makes people distrust you you've got to give yeah. the actual evidence and the actual proof
2: now i don't want to get you sidetracked and i want to sure. keep you on your rails but i, I but you we brought have time up, let's but, talk but you brought up numbers and you had mentioned this on an, an episode of the show uh some time ago and you brought up that you were trying to put similarities or or, or compare the seasonal flu and how we manage the seasonal flu versus COVID-19. And one of the things that you brought up was that with the seasonal flu, there is a period of time that they track those things. And then when that flu season, kind of like hurricane season, is over, they hit the reset button to zero, and then we track for the next season the new numbers. You said with COVID 19 the government did not do that or the cdc or whomever is tracking yeah. these numbers did not do that and just let the numbers pile up so it continued to sound worse than what it was over a period of time instead of treating it like as a season so yeah. my question to you is is that has someone parsed the numbers between 2020 and 2021 for any kind of statistical comparison.
0: Yes, they have now broken, I believe those numbers out of 2020, 2021, but I don't have that information, Greg, because I wasn't expecting that statistical question.
2: And that's okay, but I just wanted to know that that has been done, because you brought up that they weren't doing that some time ago.
0: But now hang on, they're still not doing what I said, and that is this. What they're saying is COVID-19 is going to be a seasonal uh, virus that's going to be added to the mix, just like the flu or anything else. And my point was, in the seasonal flus, you reset them every year to zero and see, okay, how many that year? Um, I think they are dividing up 20 and 21 possibly in in numbers, but they're still keeping the one large number all together in a pot. This many people have gotten gotcha. it and died from, okay. uh, from COVID. Yeah. So they're not resetting Setting it the numbers, as you know. a normal seasonal Season. flu reset. Yes. That's, and again, it makes the numbers seem a lot larger, et cetera. But then when you look at the numbers they have here, where they can only account for 6% actually causing it, you know, the COVID being the actual cause, that number drops dramatically. And we'll get into more reasons here, Greg, again, with the numbers here as to why that number is is, is even lower. Um, but let's talk about some of the things pertaining to COVID-19, because the issue comes up, if you've had COVID, should I get the shot? Um it's interesting now, they, they had questions at the beginning, but now they're coming out, numbers of doctors are now coming out from things that I'm finding, and doctors that I've actually uh, heard say this and and and, and looked at their uh, informational uh, podcasts, et cetera, and it would appear now, and doctors are saying that it would appear now that once you've had COVID-19, you have lifetime immunity. Now, that was a question early on. Do we have lifetime immunity? Now, with other viruses, you typically do, but because COVID-19 was, you know, something new, something we'd never had, they were wondering, is it also going to react the same way and have lifetime immunities? Well, now the doctors are saying, yes, it would appear. Um, and, I'll, and I'll put appear in parentheses, but they're saying it appears that you do have lifetime immunities if you've caught COVID-19. Now, what that means is, is if you've had COVID-19, there really is not a necessity for the vaccine. Um, and why do I say that? Because studies out of Israel now are saying that you have, if you've had COVID nineteen, they did a study, and the neat thing about Israel's uh, test, if you will, is almost like a giant petri dish, because the majority of the nation got vaccinated, and and they went for it. So you can now get real numbers. What happens when a country gets vaccinated? Yeah, and the numbers now coming out of Israel, uh, and again, I've got we have we'll have articles on our website about this. I have one right here from Horowitz off of the Blaze. I have another one. We'll put these up there. Um, what Israel's reporting is that if you've had COVID-19, you have a six times higher immunity rate than if you had the vaccine. So of the people in Israel that caught COVID and got the vaccine and the people in Israel that didn't catch COVID and got the vaccine, they said if they had, if they just caught COVID, they have a six time higher immunity than the people that had both shots uh, of the vaccine. So well, the argument scientifically would be is the vaccine. If you have COVID antibodies, the vaccine is unnecessary because not only do you already have immunity, but you have six times the immunity. I think the actual numbers were, if you've had COVID, they saw in Israel, those that had COVID had a 0.0097 or 98 chance of recatching it. But if you just had the vaccine, you had a 6.72, I think was the number of catching uh uh covid so so you actually again by not getting the vaccine and and actually getting covid you came out a lot better now people weren't trying to do that the point is that's what the reality was and what's interesting too greg as far as the science behind the the vaccine is that if you have natural covid and just get it your body not only builds T-cells for COVID-19, but your body builds T-cells for variants to COVID-19. Now, there's no guarantee each variant will be covered, but your body's natural immunity, the way we're made fearfully and wonderfully, will build up variants for that uh, particular virus. Which means if if you and I have had COVID-19 and variants come you know, flying through Knoxville, there's a good chance we'll never even know it. Okay, because we have a natural immunity in the T-cells built up for that. And it's lifetime immunity, again, is what doctors are saying now it would appear. Now, if you've had the vaccine, the only thing the vaccine covers is the initial COVID strain. So what that means is you get the COVID shot, and now you have a shot to help with COVID-19. But it does nothing for any variants, such as Delta, Lambda, and whatever else comes passing through, which means... Now you need an additional shot, not just to cover COVID-19, but a shot to cover Delta, a shot to cover Lambda, and basically a shot to cover whatever variant comes flying through because you're getting a synthetic uh, immunity rather than a natural immunity and they work very differently
2: so when you talk about delta and lambda are these sorority or fraternity yeah, 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 viruses that's right, that's right sorry that's right just... no it's
0: okay school starting back we need to warn the students yes that's a very important thing very that, you, important. that you bring yes. up great um, but yeah but but what's interesting again because and so so the way that it works is understand i'm not i'm, not, I'm, I'm saying look are people in danger it with certain pre-existing conditions absolutely And I get that. And that's where you've got to make your decision for a shot or a non-shot. What I don't understand is the government with this new information coming out. Why is the government pushing so hard for everyone to get vaccinated rather than saying, look, go get an antibody test. If you've already had COVID, you're you're actually probably going to be better than those that get vaccinated. So don't worry about it. And and what even brings more confusion in, Greg, is the next thing. And this is where I look at and I go, okay, especially with school starting, and I think we need to know this as parents. We need to know this as a community. Here's what most people don't realize. Um, Among children 18 years old and younger, it's either 14 and under or 18 and under. I think it's 18 and under. Without a pre-existing condition, and I want to give that qualifier, Without a pre-existing condition for those 18 and under, we have zero deaths from COVID over the last year and a half in America. In other words, have children died from COVID? Yes. I think 344 uh, was the last statistic I saw for 18 and under. But every single one of the 344 had a pre-existing condition. We've got a, um, some sweet girl I saw on the news today, WBIR, I looked on their website. There's a girl right now with COVID that just went on the ventilator in Maryville. That's a young girl. I don't know how old she is. She looks maybe 10, 12 in that range. I don't know. And breaks your heart. And by the way, our listeners, be praying for her. Um, you can see that on WBIR's website or, or wherever else you go to get local news. Pray for her and pray for her family. This is a very serious situation. And I'm, and and again, we want to ask for God's mercy and spare her life. Yeah. But uh, once again, it says in the article she has, I believe, it is a brain tumor. And so, what you're seeing is for children eighteen and under that are getting in serious condition with this, they have some serious pre-existing condition, whether it be a tumor, cancer, a diabetes, you name it. And so, the, because their immune system is compromised, the COVID virus is getting in and, and wreaking havoc but for those who don't have pre-existing, 18 and under zero deaths. I mean, I want that to soak in. We've had zero children die that are healthy children in America the last year and a half from COVID. Now, why then if that's the science and it is, why then is the government pushing for all of our children to get a vaccine that they don't need before they can go to school? And, and I would even go farther and say, not only do they not need the vaccine, I think it's going to be healthier for them and for our nation and the world if they didn't get a vaccine. And here's why. If they're not dying from it and they get lifetime immunities from it, the next generation is now going to be immune from COVID-19. You can literally do away with COVID-19 in the next generation if this 1800 generation that it doesn't harm catches it and now has lifetime immunities. And not only that, it'll benefit the society because... You have more people in the society who now have the immunity, less places for the virus to live. That's how virology works. Wherever there's more numbers that the virus can live, it lasts longer and jumps from, from host body to host body. Well, if you have more immune people around you, it has less places to jump when it needs to get somewhere to live. And so it just dies because it can't find a, a body to get into. You get, you get a, for example, the virus around a bunch of kids that already had it. it. It'll look and look and look. It can't leave. It'll just die, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting we get our kids sick. I'm not suggesting that we, we don't be concerned about our kids. I'm saying it seems, according to the science and what I'm finding, that we should allow the younger generation just to live life. They shouldn't need to wear masks. They shouldn't have to worry about vaccines, especially with all the dangers now we see with the vaccines. We're seeing, um, you know, all kinds of things we'll get in, into in just a moment. But it seems like, Greg, if, if we have zero deaths from healthy kids, let's leave them alone let them go through the process. If they get sick and get better, then it's, it's going to help all of us because there's greater immunity. And, and this thing can kind of fade off into the past. But if we keep blocking it, and especially if we only block individual strains and it doesn't block the variants because of the shot, then you've still got all these variants that are going to thrive because the body hadn't built up T-cells to block those variants. And we have a continual problem just continuing to go and go and go. So again, I'll leave that up to the doctors as to why we're not doing that. But when I look at what the, what the facts here in the science, I look at and go, why in the world are we are we doing this, especially with the reports coming out of Israel that you have a six times higher immunity if you've had it, and our kids aren't dying from it, except with pre-existing conditions, which again is tragic. But when you look at 344 kids out of over 300 million people in our nation, although that is tragic, that is not a situation where you, you it wouldn't be better, I think, in in my estimation, to allow the, the virus to run its course among our youth so they can be immune and it can protect the rest of society.
2: Um, are you going to are uh, up next? Are you going to talk about the protein issue?
0: I am. Yes, we're definitely going to get into the, okay. the what the the effects of the of okay. the, the vaccine.
2: Because I've got I've got a I've got a an answer. Potential okay. answer to your question okay. as to if all of this evidence is before us. Why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we doing
0: it? Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Let, me, let me go on with just some other. I want to lay yeah. out some basic facts here, and then we'll go on and talk about some of these other issues as far as the vaccine and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, um, let me just say this as well. Now, what are the numbers then? Okay. We talked about that. Those are some of the initial things I wanted to share as far as the current science that I can find out there. But lastly, what is the current, what are the current numbers of people that are dying From COVID. So what is your risk? Without a vaccine, without anything, you catch COVID. What are your risks? Here are the current risks from what I can find out there in the government's own statistics. Zero to 14 is 99.99% survival rate if you get COVID. 15 to 44 is 99.9931% survival rate. Uh, so it's almost non-existent death if you're healthy, you know, 44 and under. 45 to 64 is 99.9294% survival rate. <laughs> you
2: talk talking about splitting hairs. Wow. 65 to
0: 85 is 99.6297 survival rate. And so everything up to 85 is still a 99 number.
2: In the 99th percentile.
0: Yes, until yes. you get to over 85. And this might be where you can determine, look, should we have our grandparents get vaccinated and these kind of things? But over 85 is 98.2499%. So it drops down to 98% survival rate if you're 85 and up. So that's the same, pretty much close to similar to being struck by lightning statistically. So what we're saying is, is even with all the panic of shots, masks, what should we do? Are we going to whatever?
2: Even if you got the shot, you still got to wear a mask.
0: The bottom line is. You have just about the same about a, you have the same chance of getting hit by lightning as you do dying of COVID. And, and and we're freaking out as a society. You see what's happening here. So that's why I wanted just to say, look, we need to share some of this, just scientific data, because maybe just bring some calm and reason. I know it won't, or it would have done it before this. We're not going <laughs> to add this little show that nobody listens to, and suddenly it's going to change everything. But the reality is, is I want our listeners at Science of the Times to know what it is that's really going on. So you can make a decision. So when people are pushing you saying you've got to get the shot, you're harming everyone else. So number one, they can get the shot. If they feel in danger, you're not harming them. Number two, if you've already had COVID, you've got a six times higher protection rate than people that have had the shot. Um, number three, you've got unless you're 85 and up, you've got a 99 point, you know, something percent chance of survival, even if you get COVID. So I'm not belittling it. I'm not saying it's not a real danger. I'm saying we have to put things in perspective. Now, Greg, you talked about, okay, getting into some of the, how this, how the the vaccine works and, and the way that it works. I want to share a little bit about that. Yeah. And the reason that your body does a better job. So your body takes the virus and not only blocks it, but again, we as we said, creates T cells that block variants. So you have a, a, a large number of variants that are protected when you get a virus, including COVID-19 or anything else, when you catch it naturally, which puts you in a lot better position uh, than getting a shot. And the re- the difference is, is because this vaccine is different. Classical vaccines is you give a part of the real virus, either dead or alive, to the person. None of the dead or alive virus is really being given to you at all uh, when it comes to the vaccine. This is a, a synthetic um, 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 mRNA, which is a messenger RNA, that goes into your body and delivers delivers the message to your body about what it's going to do. Hey, you've got the virus, don't get sick.
2: So it's tricking your body into thinking it has yes, the virus.
0: It's a synthetic uh, yeah. RNA that it punches holes in your cells and, and makes this a surrounding around your cells that, that shows that hey you've got COVID-19, you're immune to it, don't get it. It's almost like you thought about a computer program. You've hacked into your body and you hacked into your cells and told them, hey, I'm changing the programming. You've already had this when you really hadn't. That might be a good way to try to maybe kind of understand it. Okay. But what it does is, Greg, and this goes back to what you asked about. As it surrounds the cells, these proteins, these spike proteins, they surround the cells, and they create a, a sticky substance around the cells. It creates a, a sticky substance uh, in and of themselves. So what happens is this is why some people are getting blood clots from the shot. Oh, you're kidding! The music is starting. I know. Well, we will definitely spend the whole show on this. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, well, clearly
2: the programming did not stick to the pastor. An injection of reality. Yes. <laughs> and every other pun we can possibly <laughs> think of. So, folks, don't go anywhere. Pastor Mark's going to hit the reset button on these sticky proteins as we dive into some science and some scripture. As Signs of the Times continues right here on WIAM.
1: WIAM LP. 101.1 FM, Knoxville. It's Crazy Money Day. Do hacks and crypto scams concern you? They should. Hi, I'm Chuck Bentley with My Money Life from Crown. $156 million were stolen in online hacks between January and April alone, more than all of 2020. In June, the Federal Trade Commission reported that consumer losses were more than $80 million to crypto investment scams just since October. Now, since the pandemic, the interest in participation in decentralized finance has surged. The Bank of Japan noted several potential benefits, including increased competition in the financial sector, the creation of new financial services, and improved accessibility to financial products and services. Yet, many are unaware of the risks. These include the lack of regulation, smart contract failure incidents, and user protection-related complications. Technology that's dependent on coding, value fluctuation, and lack of regulation or insurance are a risk for everyone. I recommend you conduct thorough research, with a reminder to only invest what you can afford to lose. Mark Cuban was trading a DeFi token that crashed to zero. He's calling for stable coin regulation. Dan Berkowitz, a commissioner on the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, is also concerned. From my perspective, all of this points towards a future cashless society. We need the wisdom of God to prudently steward His resources. Hacks and scams are a reminder not to trust in the abundance of riches, no matter the form that they may take. And if you're concerned about credit card debt, I recommend Christian Credit Counselors. They can create a debt management plan specifically for you. For more information, call the Crown Helpline, 800-722-1976 or visit online at crown.org slash ccc. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. You
2: might be here today and you say, you you would say to me, Ed, I just feel a little stagnant. I feel a little dry. I feel like my life has slowed down a little bit. I feel like I need revival. Well, here's the answer. Revival starts in the word. You need to come back to the word of God, falling in love with Jesus, learning about how much he loves you and cares for you, how much he's done for you, what he continues to do for you. Even now at the right hand of the father, you're in so caught up in the goodness of God that you can't help but be on fire yourself you need to come back to the word of god i I bet the reason why you are where you are and why you're wrestling and stuff is because you left the word of god for more biblical encouragement to help you grow deeper in your love relationship with jesus visit edtaylor.org again that's edtaylor.org a moment of grace with ed taylor is a presentation of calvary aurora
1: Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news. These are the Signs of the Times for Friday, August 6th, isn't that the 6th? Yes. 2021. Along with Pastor Mark Kirk, I'm Greg Hilt. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us uh, for the remaining half hour of our program. As we uh, continue to talk about COVID-19, the virus, the vaccine, and everything in between. And in the first half, Pastor Mark was so rudely interrupted by our show music (laughs) uh, when he was talking about, and I'm sure there's a medical name for the sticky protein um, that that this messenger RNA vaccine helps to create. and attach itself to cells. So why don't we hit the reset button on that again?
0: Yeah, let's just continue on with that. Again, what it does around the cell, it surrounds the cell and has kind of a sticky substance to it, if you will. And Greg, this is why we're seeing now some blood clotting as a result of the shot in certain people. It doesn't do it to everybody, but in certain people, it reacts in such a way because of the stickiness of it to link things together and it's causing blood clotting. So now we understand why the clots are happening because again of this sticky surrounding of the cells. And once it surrounds the cells, it remains there, it never goes away. It's It's like super glue. Yeah. And some of the concerns that are being expressed now, again, is too that when these cells are surrounded in the lungs, that it it can create breathing problems. Again, um, the, uh, the way that the cells work is, even in breathing, is it passes through the cells. Oxygen passes through. And so now imagine taking something where the oxygen passes through all these things and now begin to clog it up a little bit. I, I guess I gave you an example before the show started of it's almost like your air filter for your air conditioning. Imagine you put it in there and the airflow is very good initially, but don't change it for a year. And after a year, you open that door. I mean, if you a month or two, you open it, and look at it. It looks dark and, and, and really tainted. Imagine it being clogged up. The air can still get through that filter, but your your air conditioning system is having to work way harder way harder it yeah. pushes really hard, it can wear it down faster and that 's the concern doctors have is they 're seeing uh, one doctor was sharing one of his patients he said immediately after the shot had uh, started having breathing problems, and he couldn 't walk anymore like he used to walk long distances he had to stop doing that because and so his 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 analysis was. That sticky substance around the cells on those from the shot, from the mRNA uh, in, uh, shot or whatever, was clogging up the filters, if you will, if you want to think of it that way, clogging up the cells so that his, his breathing could not flow well. Now, I think I shared on the show a few weeks ago that uh, my aunt, after she got the shot, she died three days later. I ended up doing her funeral, actually. And um, and one of the things she was saying, my, my cousin was with her right before she died. She began to complain, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And she, she was dead within a short amount of time. Now, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying that uh, that's the concern doctors have is that it's not just going to be possible clotting, but it may actually affect the lung breathing apparatus in certain people. And and so, and again, for those of you that have had the shot, I don't want you now to be afraid because I'm sharing this again. This is obviously not happening to everyone. These are certain cases. These are side effects. And I'm simply sharing some of the side effects that are going with this. You understand how this works. Um, so you had some comment you want to make? Did you already make your comment you want to make about? No, the-
2: I was, I was, I, I was going to talk about. You know, you were talking about the mystery of with all of this evidence in hand. Why is the government continuing to push? Yes, we'll talk about that.
0: Okay, yeah. all right. Now let's get into another topic, and then we'll get into some of that, Greg. Some other things we'll get into some of the, the side effects, um, you know, that are happening with it. What's interesting about the PCR um, uh, testing? This is a science that detects whether you have COVID or not.
2: It's called PCR, PCR testing.
0: It, it, PCR is the test itself. Okay. That's the signs. I'm not sure what PCR stands for, but, okay. but what it does is, is it's a test that, that checks the cells in your nose to find out whether or not you have the virus. And again, uh, it, it, the creator himself, I, I watched him do a little, um, uh, uh, um, he was doing a, a speech about it, talking about PCR. He himself said the test will not tell you whether you're sick or not. The test just detects cells in your nose dead or alive. Okay. okay. And Dr. Fauci said that anything up to 36% of COVID or anything else in your nose is considered dead. It's not legitimate. You don't worry about it. You get beyond that. They call them nucleotides. Once you reach a certain level of nucleotides, then now they can say it's a living virus. The problem is even with the testing, this is just a side note, the testing pretty much tests whether what's in your nose. If you have dead or alive, it just says you have it in your nose, which means you'll get a positive test and you may not have the virus.
2: So between the dead and the live, it's an aggregate percentage.
0: I, I, they're just basically, if it shows up, they're saying wow. you've got COVID. That's where all the high tests are saying, basically, now they're looking back saying we probably grossly overestimated, you know, basically COVID wanted dead or alive. Yeah. And, 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 and you get up to 36% of, of these uh, nucleotides. Yeah, 36% nucleotides is pretty much a dead virus. And yet, if that showed up on the test, they would say you're, you're COVID positive. And that's where we get a lot of the COVID positive or, you know, that weren't really positive, et cetera. And the numbers were probably greatly overestimated. Even the former vice president of COVID himself, uh, um, um,
2: former vice president of COVID? Not of COVID.
0: I'm sorry. Of, <laughs> of, of, of uh, I put down the wrong company. Okay. <laughs> I listed COVID, put the wrong company. Uh, 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 well, a former vice president of one of these companies, that doesn't sound very authoritative now, does it? <laughs> Let's forget that. Okay. I, to, I wasn't going to give you that statistic. We're not going to mention it because I wrote down former vice president of COVID. Um, the bottom line is uh. there was one of the uh, uh, other men involved in in the creation of this, and said really the the tests we have now are are not are not effective at all. Basically, because we need to wow. get down, we need to be able to separate out the dead nucleotides, the dead from the live cells, if we want to get an accurate test.
2: Wow! I know. I know. Well, boy, what kind of spend does that put on all of the people that had to miss work or sporting events or whatever the case may be, yeah, because of these these testings, and even when they were asymptomatic, wow,
0: yeah, and and Greg, here's the thing now, again you, you know we talked about the shots, how effective are they, et cetera, and are there breakthrough cases just this week again seventy four percent of the cases in in Cape Cod are all people that had already been vaccinated,
2: okay that's So I wonder if that's the result of the variant, or the vaccine just didn't work against the main strain of COVID-19. I don't know, but there's another California
0: community now saying 75% of their new cases have also been vaccinated. So now here brings in the whole booster thing. So I'm saying if you have a natural immunity, it'll fight most of these variants. If you don't, you're going to have to get a shot for each variant, which means... I mean we could end up getting ten shots a year. It'd <laughs> be like, which variant this week? Go get a shot. Which but, shot this week? Go get a shot and get boosters.
2: But does the booster shot the the that third shot they were talking about as a booster shot? Was that to address Delta or Lambda, or was that just to address the primary strain of COVID nineteen?
0: I don't know the exact answer to that, but I know in Israel it's just to boost the actual original shot because oh, wow. they're saying they're saying that it's wearing okay. out. The Pfizer shot is wearing out in Israel and they're having to do a booster already because they started everybody out with this. Sure. So what I don't know what this is all going to yeah. mean for the variants, et cetera. Now this is something else, Greg. Again, that's interesting. We talked about some of the um, the side effects, and this is why I say I think that it's. It's best we keep our kids away from these, from these shots. If if our kids eighteen and under are, we have zero deaths, other than pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Then why would we expose them to the possible side effects of maybe a blood clot? Um, you know, one of the other effects is coming out now. Again, uh, the Pfizer uh, COVID nineteen vaccine they're saying is is now causing cases of eye inflammation in certain people. We know we saw some heart inflammation. Um, You know, in others, uh, and I have this article as well. We'll have these on our website.
2: And you talked about sterility, too. Have you addressed that yet? Right now, this
0: is something very interesting, because the question is, is there any concerns about sterility? Now, we don't know if there's any long-term sterility with this. I don't think there's any science that shows that. But, again, coming out of Israel, we now have um, studies that have shown that the males in Israel did have temporary sterility. After measured a few months later, They they had temporary sterility and they haven't retested them. So they don't know. At this point, when I read the article, they'd not been retested. So the question is, did their did their virility come back or did they stay sterile? Um, again, this right here from January 16, 2021, head of the Pfizer research. Um, um, this article by Derek uh, Noss. And again, we'll try to do this on the on the website as well. Uh, but the um, the respiratory researcher, Michael Yeadon, uh, a lung specialist, Again, what they're saying is apparently there there are some women also that showed initially some sterilization. Now the question is, is this long term? Is this short term? We don't know. But here's where the government, Greg, could do themselves a great service by not creating further questions in people's minds because when you see. Uh, reports out of Israel, and now this report from uh, Pfizer saying, okay, we have seen some at least limited sterilization. Maybe it's temporary. Maybe everybody goes back to normal and there's no problems, okay? At the same time, you see our government nominating right now, and this is, again, there. Uh, there's a nominee for our government right now in Bureau of Land Management, Tracy Stone Manning. Maybe you've heard about her. Maybe you haven't. But she has come out and said that she feels called to help to lower Earth's population. Um, we must, I'll quote her. We must breed fewer consuming humans is one quote. <laughs> oh my, here's word. another quote.
2: Like we're animals.
0: Here's another quote. Unborn babies are an environmental hazard. Um, wow. Here's another quote. Uh, she says that, uh, human population, uh, has, has to control the war or, or has to be controlled to save gri- grizzly bears and to stop human parents from being breeding weapons. Now, this is the person being nominated for the Bureau of Land Management, right? Okay. And
2: what does that have
0: to do well, with? Well, environmental stuff. Again, okay. this is all connected to saving the planet stuff. Okay. And my point is, I'm saying, look, when you have a, a, a shot that doctors are saying, okay, we're seeing some temporary sterilization in male and female, but we, 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 we hope it goes back to normal. That's not across the board. That's just in some, in some cases, that's enough for me, Right. At the same time, we see somebody being nominated that says, I want to control human population. This is the kind of stuff that brings questions, I think, into people with reason. You begin to go, wait a minute, what's going on? Is there something more sinister going on? You don't want to think that way. And this is where, again, the whole conspiracy theory stuff, you got to be careful and stay away from. Them. But the reality is, when you hear somebody saying things like that, when you hear Bill Gates, who very openly, you can find this in his own writings online, Bill Gates says the optimal uh, Earth's population is 500 million. Well, Bill Gates has been working with all this mRNA science. His company, Microsoft, has been working in the development of these vaccines for many years around the world. And when he makes a statement like that, and we have, what, close to 8 billion people on the planet now, you're talking about getting rid of 7.5 billion would be his optimum on the planet. Then you got this, you know, Tracy Manning being nominated for Bureau of Land Management saying, I really want to lower Earth's population. Then you hear about, you know, okay, we're seeing some initial studies in in a percentage in a way, a small percentage of some that are being at least temporarily sterilized. This is the kind of stuff that if you do, again, you're going to, there's a reason people are afraid to get the vaccines. My point, if you want people to get the vaccine, you have got to say, here's all the information. Yes, we saw some temporary sterilization in males and females, but we don't think it's going to last. And we'll follow up with, with studies. Well, here's the studies to show that it whatever. Let people know that, and then wait until you find out before you say now we want all of our kids before they go back to school to get vaccinated. What if it turns out to be in in a percentage of our kids a long term sterilization, and we've just hurt our children's future as far as you know having children, et cetera. That's a
2: valid concern.
0: At the same time. Where you're seeing political agendas being very open about wanting to lower earth's population now i just probably opened up a door if you if you have the mindset of conspiracy then you'll run with that forever that's not what i'm trying to do i'm simply trying to put the information out there's there the
2: information that we
0: know yes where it, what to do with it yeah. i don't fully know but i'll say this everyone has to make their own decision about the vaccine the government should not be forcing it on anyone and and if if you've had it, then you trust God in that, and 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 hopefully you're protected and all these kind of things. It doesn't mean you're going to be sterile. It doesn't mean you're going to die. It doesn't mean you're going to get blood clots. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's like with anything else. I mean, you read the aspirin label; it tells you yes. you've got these. You Everything's
2: know, got a warning. Yeah, yes. these
0: things can happen. So we we understand that. Everyone knows that a risk comes with a vaccine, that a risk comes with medication, that a risk comes with anything you do. But what you want to do is let people know the risks. And then be honest about those who really don't need to take that risk, such I think as our kids 18 and under, I don't think they need to be taking these risks. And, and then let those who are in that risk category get vaccinated or do whatever needs to be done. So I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not saying that there's not any benefit to the vaccine. I'm not saying that, you know, whatever. I'm simply saying that we need to know what's going on in the science so we can make true, honest, Personal evaluations for ourselves and for our families. And the thing that concerns me from a pastoral standpoint is to see the government almost kind of in a totalitarian way pushing what they want, their agenda, regardless of what science we've shared here today, to get everybody vaccinated, even from infants all the way up, when I don't see that as scientifically necessary to deal with the problem. And we could protect those who don't need to take that chance from some of the potential side effects. And so, again, you know, Greg, the whole thing of this is we see it all pushing toward this. Again, we talked about the control of the world, the totalitarian. And I know this, this is not the mark of the beast, but we see now this push to get everyone to go along with something the government's telling them to do, regardless of any other information they may have. It's simply setting the stage as a sign of the times for when the Antichrist comes on the scene and says, you know what, everybody, we all have to take this mark together. It's going to be for the betterment of society. Maybe the mark will monitor who's been vaccinated, who hadn't on future things, or this and that. Certainly, it'll be whether you can buy or sell. Um, but this is all a part of a larger, I think, spiritual thing leading toward the last days of the Antichrist, which is why I wanted to take a while to talk about it and point these things out.
2: Well, and before we get into the spiritual and scriptural aspect of all this, Pastor Mark, just uh Uh, Two things. Number one, one of our listeners in Massachusetts uh, just had texted me on the private text line saying because of the outbreak of uh, that, uh, the outbreak in Cape Cod, where in the outbreak that's happened, 74 percent of them were already vaccinated. Yes. So that's probably that Delta variant or whatever Uh, now. So the mask mandates have come back. Uh, and the second thing is, is that this was something that and we did not talk about this in show prep, but you had talked about this earlier in what you're going to research. And that was an alphanumeric code that was an a mystery ingredient yes. in the vaccine. And I don't want to go into it too deeply if you don't
0: have an answer for it.
2: No, I do what we know. Uh, OK, so why it- don't we? Sh- Talk it's about that the, for yes, just a minute. It's the
0: one-shot Moderna. Okay, Moderna. Moderna, which again uh, is is the uh, you know the kind of the, I guess, leader mRNA. they kind of all doing that, but they're kind of the ones that got most of the attention. The thing that has concerned a lot of people, because typically with, with uh, ingredients in vaccines, they have to list those ingredients. What's interesting, there's some ingredient, SM-102, that is a part of the Moderna shot that they refuse to say what it is. They, they won't tell anybody. And they're saying this is something that is protected. It's a private industry thing. Proprietary. Yeah. I mean, it becomes like, you know, I'm making donuts and you can't have my recipe of how I make my donuts. Sure. Um, I get that when it comes to donuts. I get that when it comes to, you know, uh, whatever your favorite soup is at some restaurant, you know, but when it comes to stuff you're injecting in your body, I I think that they should be required. To let us know what SM-102 is, what all these different ingredients are, what is that, what does it do, because you're telling me you want me to inject it in my body, but you won't even let me see what it is and what it does. Um, so that's the only information that's out there okay. on that. That's pretty much all you can find on it, but you, if you go investigate, you'll find that ingredient, they won't tell you what it is, they won't list what it is. Uh, again, a proprietary thing or whatever. But again, I think, Greg, all the mystery is what causes people to worry. If you want people to trust in the vaccines, if you want people to trust in what they're telling you to do, the government's saying to do, then let everybody know, here's what's happening. I mean, I would think it'd be much better to say, look, here are the vaccines, here are the potential side effects. Um, but we believe that it's better as a society if we all take it, because then we'll be immune, et cetera. That's a logical, yeah. reasonable thing to present to yeah. people. But when you just say, everybody get it, but we're not, we're not going to tell you anything about it. And if any reports come in that don't look good, we're not going to tell you what they are. Um, and, and, and children 18 and under are not dying by a Z percent of zero if they're healthy. But we want all your kids to be vaccinated before they go back to school. We even want infants vaccinated. Okay, just as a parent, I'm like, wait a minute. As a grandparent, wait, I don't want you injecting my grandchild. I don't want you injecting my child if, you're, if, if the statistics are showing none of them are dying other than with pre-existing conditions, and my heart goes out to those, and you might even, even look, for those who have pre-existing existing conditions, that would be a consideration as a family. Should we go ahead and get vaccinated because they are more immune compromised? But that should be a family decision that you make. Right. But to force it on everyone and to threaten, you can't go back to school. I know now uh, the president's talking about uh, students saying, we're going to withhold federal funding from universities if you don't make the students all get a a vaccine
2: that's irrational
0: now i realize that it's above 18 but we saw remember that number from 15 to 44 you have a 99.9 something percent ratio of survival why is it so urgent that they all get a vaccine um and then again with the argument for everyone else around them well everyone else around them can get the vaccine all the professors get a vaccine all the older people get a vaccine that's fine you make your decision if you want one but to mandate those that are not in the danger zone to get it. And and again, we're not saying mandated yet, but we're almost there, Greg. I think we're not too far from mandated. And again, we know that when the Antichrist comes on the scene, this is going to lead for mandated marks, a mandated mark on the hand or the forehead. So again, you can see the stage being set for what's happening Mm -hmm. here. But I think we're just kind of losing, losing reason and logic and looking into what's going on. And everybody's just jumping on the bandwagon here. When I think we need to probably step back and say, all right, let's kind of learn what we know right now. Let's reevaluate. You know, I got another article, Greg. I don't have it in my stack, but I got to mention it popped in my brain, in my brain, in my brain. Um, Another out of Israel where all these great studies are coming from. Israel's now saying they said we believe we can treat everybody here for a dollar, basically a dollar a day until they're over the virus. Uh, by, by ivermectin i think it's ivermectin is the name of one mm-hmm. of these it's a one very them, yeah. in, it's very inexpensive and they're saying they're seeing great results from it now i know a, re- a report came out saying that doesn't work it doesn't whatever well in israel they're saying it's having great effect yeah. and again they're not it seems like that israel's kind of outside of the world's political bubble they're just kind of saying here's what we're doing here's what's happening right but but i may have said that word wrong if i did ivermectin however you say it Uh, But the bottom line is we do have therapeutics that are greatly helpful and working wonderfully for people that get this. And yet we grieve those that truly do have the deaths and all. And and there are considerations for the vaccine. I understand that
2: my only outstanding question in all of this, and it might already have an answer out there that I just missed and didn't see. And that is, uh, why did we not create a traditional vaccine? that was based on the actual virus itself instead of this synthetic alternative and it could be incubation period or time to develop from you know a natural you know organic standpoint I I, I really don't know it's an outstanding question that I have for myself uh, and I know that we talked about before we just don't have that answer in front yeah. of us yeah. doesn't mean the answer isn't out there. Uh, and then, for the time that we have left, Pastor Mark, let's talk about this—the spiritual and the scriptural aspect yeah. to all of this, and the in the mystery and all of this. Yeah, and and right. and and I, and I, and I kind of lead off with First John five nineteen, when John says, "We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one." Right, right. I, I think about Jesus, and I think about what. How many prophecies were were given? About him? Just about him. There's, there's over 300 we know of. 300 we know of, just, just of him. Most of them probably fulfilled within the last three years of his life.
0: Yeah, uh, again, the majority of the, them I think the, probably was when he walked on the when earth. He, yes. When he
2: walked on the earth. Um, and yet there was a coordinated effort to execute him, yeah. to crucify him. That's right. But the coordinated effort wasn't among man, Right. it was a spiritual effort. Coordination, right? That the enemy, that Satan was behind, and we talked about, and you talked, you brought it up before the show, that uh, what what a good job Satan has done in getting people to believe that he doesn't exist. So yeah. when we bring out the spiritual or scriptural components yeah. to things that are playing themselves out physically, yeah. Paul. Ap- you know, that's poppycock or right, whatever it is exactly so let's talk a little bit about that yeah. and and where where that truth lies in the midst of the reality we're living in.
0: absolutely and and let me make one quick comment before sure. i do that because we'll finish the show out with that i just want to reiterate the same yeah. thing i did at the first of the show and i wanted to when we ended this discussion on the on just some of the science stuff i'm no doctor i'm not a scientist i'm not saying to go by what i say i'm not saying any of that i'm not you do your own homework you do your own research you go find out if these things be so, but the information is out there for those who want to go out there and dig it up. So I uh, just want to make that, that you know, yeah. uh, qualifier. Absolutely. Now, as far as it goes, Greg, we've mentioned it already, I think, at the point you're getting at, but that is this. Look, the stage is very clearly being set for the last days, um, and that is for a world that walks in unison. As you said, the Bible says that the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. And when the world doesn't even believe that the evil one exists, how are they going to, you know, they're under his sway. Exactly. But this is, again, I think just leading into this, an entire world just going along with the government, going along with everything they say, because there will be a governmental leader that is going to be led by Satan leading everyone in the wrong direction. So yes, we come under our governing authorities as believers, and we should do that as good citizens up to a point where they ask us to go against God's word. I get that. But it's getting us conditioned to where we are going to follow this one leader and do that. And it is a it is a spiritual battle. It is a there's a huge, gigantic, demonic, sinister thing going on. Again, remember we see uh, again. Satan knows that he can if he can divide and conquer, he can destroy us. And we talked about how already inflaming white and black relations that causes division in our yeah, nation. Yeah. Well, now you're causing an inflammation between those vaccinated and those unvaccinated. Again, further division. This is there's a huge spiritual dividing. Divide and conquer is a very good warfare um, uh, tactic. And Satan is using it, and he's basically, Greg, just prepping the world for him to step on the scene. And we're all going to be ready. Look, when that battle, Ezekiel 38 and 39, when that battle takes place, and and we see Damascus destroyed and all these things that happen, the world's going to be ready to come under a government authority, we condition to go, we all need to do the, what we're told to do to make everybody survive. And they're going to be ready to do that. And so I think we're just seeing, again, the stage set for this kind of mass Uh, unification of the world and believers as believers, we're going to see it. We're going to see the difference. We're going to be able to be separate from it. We're going to take heat like Jesus did. You said, I mean, they crucified him and we have to realize there's going to be things, arrows coming at them, even attacks. There may be things come at me for some of the stuff I shared today. I don't know. But the reality is we have to realize our job is to put the truth out there and to share from God's perspective, his word. Again, uh, this today was some scientific stuff, not God's word, but we're going to be sharing God's word as we get closer to the end times when, the, when you know, Satan starts getting on the scene. And Greg, you think there's opposition to this kind of stuff. Wait until we make a stand for Jesus Christ. That's when the real opposition is going to come in because the ultimate goal is not just to destroy mankind, which is what Satan wants to do, is to destroy God, which he can't. He's going to fail at that. And so, again, I think it's uh, for us as believers, we can rest. The Lord's in control. Uh, he is our strong tower, as we talked about. He's the one that protects the believer. I think he gives us insight into yeah. the, thing, the things that are happening in our days so we can recognize these things. And um, and the world's not going to see it. So we yeah. have to recognize they're not going to see it, yeah. but we will.
2: And we need to, if you have fear or you ha- have anxiety, I encourage you to open up to Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 8 and it talks about confessing those things that are on your heart to God with thanksgiving and when you have that conversation and prayer with God the Bible says that God is going to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus he's going to protect you from those fiery darts from that anxiety from that fear that comes from man because fear doesn't come from God and and the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear but of love power And the sound mind. Bingo. Bingo. Pastor Mark, thank you so much for all that information. And folks, thank you for listening. Don't forget TheWayMedia.net for everything Signs of the Times related. And uh, Lord willing, we will be back next Friday at 1.30 to discuss and learn how all of these things happening in our world today, and then some, are pointing to God's Word as Signs of the Times. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next Friday.
1: for talking has just begun be intentional about who you talk to we call it prayer and god's listening he's been listening and more and more people are talking there's change coming and it's arriving within you when you find yourself believing god is all you have remember you've never needed anything else it's your time pray discover hope wiam 101.1 fm the way